Welcome to the 55th episode of the Game 4 Podcast. In this episode, actually back in the office... Woohoo! Indeed. Uh, we'll talk about games that we'd like to see made from movies and TV shows. I'm Adam. I'm Matt. And this is the Game 4 Podcast. Game 4 is a platform to help connect tabletop gamers and to help you get more out of your tabletop gaming. Matt and I are part of a software development and design company called Milkcan. And because most of the folks at Milkcan love tabletop games... We developed the Game 4 app and launched it in early 2018. We launched this companion podcast in June 2019 to help tabletop gamers get more enjoyment out of their hobby. Due to the COVID-19 global pandemic, we hibernated the Game 4 app in July of 2020 and plan to bring back a retooled version of the app for Android, iOS, and the web when gaming in person is safer. Until then, we'll keep bringing you this podcast to help you get more out of your tabletop gaming. So we're back in the office. We are back in the office. It's which, true. Which means that we can work on Game 4 a lot easier. That's so. also true. That's true. We've kind of started rolling that ball a little bit. Yes. And we are here now. You may say, but uh, hey guys, you, back when you used to be in the office doing the recording, you'd also film it and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's a lot of extra work and we're not quite to that point yet. Right. And we're not necessarily sure if it's that interesting to watch the two of us sit across from a well, table not. and stare at each other while we talk. And but we, and, we, and we've got the COVID bodies going. Sure, right, yeah. Well, at least you know, I do. Well, I you know, I mean, so there's that, you know. But um, so, yeah, maybe down the road we'll go down that that, that way. Yeah. But for right now, we're right. going to just basically, it's still a little bit easier to work together when we're not, yeah. you know, in separate mm-hmm. cities. Uh, and so th- and so that's that's kind of where we're at right now. So, speaking of which, I guess, well, it's not really speaking of which, but you know what I mean. Uh, what have you been working Worst on? segue ever. Yeah, not, 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 not good, not good. Um, so, this last past weekend, I uh, base-coded basically everything I've assembled, printed, bought in the last year that I had not you know, done before. So. You went through a lot of primer. Yeah. I went when you say base code, you mean actually primer. Oh, yeah, sorry, so, primer. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why you said base code. Oh, base code yeah, primed. Prim- yeah, 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 I guess. That's yeah. true. Um, but yeah, I did like the whole, like the, one of the big bottles of Alejo, like the black went completely gone. Wow. Um, small bottle of the white, uh, badger, uh, is gone. Steinal res. Yep. Mm-hmm. Half of a, of a gray of Alejo. Like I just, there's a lot less shame in the basement right now. Um, I still <laughs> have to do potential. a lot of, <laughs> right. I still have to do a lot of Zeno, uh, highlights and, and stuff like that before I can paint. But I mean, those are stuff that's based and ready to go. So, mm-hmm. That was a huge accomplishment. Yeah, no, it sounds like it. I'd, yeah, I, I think that's good. That's good that you uh, were able to kind of get that stuff um, ready to go because then it's less of a hindrance to actually start painting yeah. on some of it when it you was, want to. I was down there for several hours. My wife came down. She's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, oh, I'm getting there. And she's like, oh, it looks like you're almost done. And I'm like, look behind me, and there's like a couple of boxes just filled. Still, and she's like, oh. Yeah. And she's like, I'm like, yeah, this is why I've been putting this off because... Yeah, especially for that, because you're like, I'm doing the same color, so right. I don't want to have to clean this multiple times, so I might as well do it, but then you get more and more backed up, so you mm-hmm. get more and more stuff, and you're like, ah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's, uh, it, yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind priming. I really don't. Um, but it is something that sometimes you do have a tendency to put on the back burner, or else it's a thing where you're like, oh, geez, I got to get, like, for me, I'm like, oh, I got to get this done because I need to paint it on Twitch tomorrow, and I need to let it mm-hmm. sit, and all that kind of thing. So then... It's kind of a, a rush job sometimes, but not always. It's generally, it's, uh, I'll get to that stuff eventually. Yeah. Well, and for painting and assembling, I kind of have like a mini 
take a, a hobby kit that I kind of take with me mm -hmm. up to like for watching a movie or something. So I don't feel so isolated. So right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling it, whereas like I'm, you know, when I'm doing the spray booth, it's like very isolated. Like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, nobody can really sit there and talk to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my I got the little airbrush room underneath the stairs. I'm just basically down there, you know, headphones on, working away, getting stuff done. Uh, and yeah, even my wife is generally like. She came home a couple of days ago. I was priming some stuff that I was painting on Twitch this week. And she came home. She's like, I heard the airbrush. And I was just like, all right. She's like, he'll come upstairs eventually. Cool. And, and, you know, so, yeah. Um, cool. What else did you work on or play or um, do? Yeah, I uh, finally got the Tales of Yore game uh, from the op. Um, it's uh, based on the... Is it the op or the OP? I think they're the off now. Maybe it's the OP. Because it was the company that was formerly known as USAopoly. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was the op, and then maybe it's the OP now. I don't know. I'm I don't not know. sure. I should yeah, probably know that. You really should know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but it's based on the game from... Uh, based on the role-playing game played in Onward, um, and it's geared and more... Onward's that... Was that Pixar? Or was yeah, that, it was yeah, Pixar. It was a Pixar movie yep. that came out at the beginning part of the pandemic, and they put it right onto Disney+, Plus. Yeah, I think. Tom Holland and uh, Chris Pratt. And yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Um, so they came out... Um, it's basically like D&D Lite. Um, it's a little bit... supposed to be a little bit more natural... To play with for kids and stuff, they don't have to know what charisma is. Sure, it's now you know it's kind of like oh, it's being social. Um, for the most part, I liked it, but and we saw them show that off at the Gamma Expo in early 2020, didn't right. we? And right, we like, oh, like, it's oh, coming oh, soon, May or June that year. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to come out, um, and then yeah, it got uh, delayed. Yeah, and then it was it was supposedly out. Uh, like a month ago, but our mm -hmm. store was like, I've never seen it. We can't order it yet. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I got an email, and they're like, Oh yeah, we got it in. And I'm like, Oh, oh well, but it's go. a huge box and only like fifty dollars. So oh, that's not too bad. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, some of it I thought was a little like the combat's a little strange. Um, coming from the D and D world, like it's very RPG. Like you, you, you have to describe every action to decide sure what you're rolling. It's not like oh, I'm getting attacked, so I'm going to defend myself. Mm -hmm. You have to say like how you're going to defend yourself. Like, am right. I rolling over? You know, trying to block with my sword? Am I rolling? Am I using my shield? So, it got a little tedious for that. That I I, th I think they kind of slowed it down a little bit. Um, so I didn't like that part especially, but overall it was good and and uh, family and I had fun playing it. So nice, nice. Yeah, um, and then the last part, uh, I got some of my minis uh, for D and D uh, finished, painted up. So, um, just kind of some like heroes that I had printed a long time ago. I think mm -hmm. they were part of the samples from like my mini factory for one of my resin printers, and then I got that printed up. Oh, so. nice, nice. And did you? You said you you painted them as well. Yeah, they had been kind of zenithal mm. a long time ago, and mm -hmm. just had been sitting there. So I finally yeah put paint on them and. You got a bunch of painting done recently. That's cool. I did. I was. Yeah, you're very productive. Yeah, I yeah. was. I was like, there's going to be so many notes for me to put on. <laughs> this yeah, show. on the podcast, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, How about you? Yeah. Uh, well, I've been um, working on building some crews for both um, Stargrave, which is from Osprey Publishing, Osprey Games, mm -hmm. and Stargrave is like basically the sci-fi version of Frostgrave. If you're familiar with Frostgrave, um, but it's a skirmish kind of story-based kind of game. And um, that one is uh, your crew, I don't think, is ever bigger than 10, but I could no. be wrong on that. 
Um, but that's where I'm kind of targeting. And then uh, I'm also working on some crews as well. Again, building. I haven't got to the painting portion yet. But for uh, another small little skirmish game, real indie kind of fun little game called um, Space Weirdos mm. from uh, Garski Games. Found them on um, Wargame Vault because uh, I've been looking at Wargame Vault a lot lately since the mm. launch of uh, Rain and Hell. And then all of a sudden I saw this game it was released and I really liked the cover. And I was like, hmm, Space Weirdos, you say. And I looked at it and I... So I, I pulled the trigger. It was like five bucks. Uh, and it's just a small little 16-page PDF, but it's really interesting. Yeah, and, and you showed me. I, I, yeah, the artwork so kind of neat. It's got a very Yeah, there's like really like, nice literally there's it. just artwork on the cover. Everything else on the inside uh, is like pictures of models maybe, but, but that's about it. has got a good it. style and like tone to it. And it's got a very zine kind of yeah. thing going on, which I dig. So um, I'm actually taking some of the, I think they're called the Hobgrots from the new... Um, Age of Sigmar 3.0 Dominion box launch. Okay. So they're like little, they're smaller than regular orcs, but they're not as small as like say Gretchen or Gratz or whatever. They're mm-hmm. kind of mid range. And I'm taking a bunch of them and um, basically converting them, like getting rid of their swords and then giving them guns and nice. stuff like that. And so they're going to be these, well, they're going to be space weirdos is what they're going to be. And so there'll be one group for that. And then, you know, the thing about all of these different sci-fi kind of miniatures agnostic games is it's really easy to just be like okay cool i'll grab these guys so i was playing for these guys for this game and then i'll use them mm-hmm. in this game you know and as long as you can get them to kind of be roughly the same or you know whatever um it works out nice that way so i, I like that so yeah i'm just building in on that process right now doing a little bit of converting here and there obviously where i need to mm-hmm. um but yeah and then i am working on a new devout well i actually worked on the devout for my so i'm, I'm working on a rain and hell cabal that mm-hmm. is all games workshop miniatures and i've been painting okay. four i technically have five ready to go but i haven't even touched one of them yet because he's so small he's making me a bit nervous mm. um but i've been painting them on twitch and uh i've got an armored demon and a corpulent demon and then two slaughter fiends well i need also uh a devout because you need a devout for every cabal mm-hmm. and uh for the brokers which is the philosophy i'm going with that Devote is called a uh, tally man. The word was just mm. completely escaping me. So I made a tally man out of um, a one of the Nurgle Chaos Lords that had, everyone's kind of seen. It's been around forever. It's a great model. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I uh, worked on building him on Saturday last week. And then on Sunday, I primed him. So yeah, just a couple days ago. Okay. And then I started painting him. We're recording this on Tuesday. I started painting him last night on Twitch, actually. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was my one-year anniversary on Twitch, actually. It for, was, yeah. Yeah, yeah for, um, well, for hobby stuff. I had been messing around a little bit with playing video games a little bit previous to that. But otherwise, a year ago was when I started um, first doing hobby stuff. That's on, crazy. It seems like a lot longer. Yet it also doesn't seem that long ago. It is, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a strange new times, world. Yeah, yes. exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he, he started getting some paint love uh, last night, and uh, and that's good. Um, I'm working on some terrain projects as well. I've mm. got a bunch of MDF terrain that I've really got to clear some space on my d- gaming table so that I can then easily use a lot of clamps. Because with, with MDF terrain, I like to use like wood glue, but then also mm. a lot of clamps. It just helps hold things together, so I'm not standing there holding it for a long time. Um, and so... Yeah, I'm working on that, and then I'm also working on painting some pieces of GW terrain that I had primed quite some long, some long time ago. And then mm-hmm. actually, when I was priming the Tallyman guy, 
I just did like a silver zenithal over this black like rattle can prime mm-hmm. on this piece of terrain, and now I'm just kind of messing around with contrast paints and stuff, and okay. I'm gonna try to see what I get out of it. It's honestly a little bit more. I don't know, experimental than anything. Mm. Like if I hate it, I'll just prime it over again and do it again. It's not a not big of a deal, but it's it's, nice. it's always good, I think, to kind of stretch your legs a little bit and do weird stuff. I was working yeah. on a model recently, like who's all skin tone because he's like a barbarian, mm-hmm. like a berserker, and he's just basically got pants on, so he's yep. all shirt and he's like huge, like super huge muscle guy. Like he's got thirty eight more muscles than a, a normal human would, as far as I could tell. Um, and so I was painting him and just trying to teach myself skin better and. Um, I mean, I learned things. I learned that I think I was doing it wrong, but still, it was <laughs> something. You know one thing that doesn't work now. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then lastly, not exactly hobby-related, but I've been uh, working on the basement again because mm-hmm. I want to be able to move the studio down there. Um, my wife, I basically kind of got her involved, and I'm like, look, this is what I want to do and all this kind of stuff and everything. And I was trying to figure out where things are going to go, and I'm like, I know how far the camera needs to be away from me and how far I want it to be away from the background so I get a nice shallow depth of field and all this stuff, but I just don't know where I'm going to put this and that. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like, well, what if we move the, the workbench area and put it over here, and then that's your new backdrop area? And I'm like, I never even thought of doing that. That's uh, that's, that's spectacular. So, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's a good thing that she's around. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's in progress. Let's just say that. So, yeah, that's what's, what I've been doing. Yeah. So today's topic, um, we were talking about this recently, and we were just, like, talking about, like, you know, like, different shows and things like that mm-hmm. that, you know, or, or movies and things. And, like, well, it's strange. Like, because there's plenty of stuff out there, obviously. Right. That it already has from an intellectual property standpoint, mm-hmm. well, already has games. Yeah, right. And well, and the nice thing is that, that at least in the last like five, maybe even 10 years, but mm-hmm. I would say at least the last five, they're finally being like good games from intellectual property. Like, it's That's not, true. It's not just a, you know, and I apologize to USOPOLY, but a just rethemed Monopoly. With, sure, yeah, with yeah. A, with a lo- you know, logo splashed on it and, mm-hmm. and some character names. But there have been plenty of games out there that have come out with licensing attached, and then you're just like, why did you bother? I mean, like, right. you know, kind of a relatively famous one, at least within miniatures, is uh, Starship Troopers. Mm. They Like, Mongoose Publishing, I think it was, went hard on, on Starship Troopers as a miniatures game, and then people just didn't buy it in droves. Like, they just stayed away. <laughs> and then it was one of those things that every time you go to Gen Con and you go to, like, the discount, like, booth, oh, you would just see piles of it, you know? And, you know, it was there was a lot of, like, just kind of janky kind of games out there that were based off of these different types of licenses. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden they did start to kind of take off. I mean, like, look at Star Wars X-Wing. Yep. That was crazy. Star Wars Legion doing mm-hmm. quite well. Um, I know there have been some Star Trek games out there that yep. have been pretty popular, you know, and uh, the, the Harry Potter um, Hogwarts box. Yeah, mystery. there was like a, well, there's been some board game things, yeah, but hasn't the there also game. been maybe a miniatures game too? I swear there was a miniatures um, game, maybe a maybe like a gateway game between maybe. board games and miniatures. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Starship Troopers not on that list of good things. Um, <laughs> and so uh, you know, but nonetheless, the, like I said, things have gotten better in that direction. And you know, we were seeing, you know, like you were talking about Onward before, and about the game that's basically, you know, I mean, it makes perfect sense to make a game based off of right. that movie in which they play basically like a Dungeons Dragons mm-hmm. type game. It makes total sense, right? But um, I think so. We were going to talk about like some games ideas that you know. You can, these are total freebies. You guys can have these if you want to like go and right. buy the licensing and then start producing a game for it. You can totally. 
Maybe send us a free copy or a couple, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd just be fun. Like, think us in the notes. Like, sure, that'd be pretty cool. Like, <laughs> Name a kid after us, whatever. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> but um, I don't know. You want to alternate on these? What do you want to do? Yeah, let's let's uh, let's alternate. All right, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. So um, I, one idea, and these are going to be of all different types of games. Right. I will admit most of mine will probably be miniatures because mm-hmm. that's kind of my jam. Yeah. But yeah, yours kind of hop around a little bit more too. I've got a couple others in there as well. But um, one one idea is I l- so the movie Avatar with the big blue people and all that stuff, you mm-hmm. know, Fern Gully in space or whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't know. I enjoyed it well enough. It's not a masterpiece. I right. know that they're coming with a couple more of them real soon. I, I believe. D- I feel like we've been seeing that for years now. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta release the game the, the movie when the time is right. I guess. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, allegedly there's at least a couple more that are supposed to be coming, uh, sequels, I guess, to Avatar or whatever. The thing that I thought was the coolest about Avatar was that the humans had these big big honking like robots that they could drive around in. Yeah. That would like mimic their movements and stuff like that. And they were almost like mechs. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it was because the big blue people on the planet were like 15 feet tall or something like that. So they're like, well, we need something so we can get into a hand-to-hand. And there is a, like towards the end of the movie, spoiler alert, there is a super cool hand-to-hand combat Mm -hmm. uh, fight between a big blue guy and the guy in a robot suit. But yeah, like the trooper vehicles, the helicopters or oh, yeah. things. All those those, those vehicles and stuff like that. Right. Would be, I think that would make for a super cool uh, RPG, or not RPG, a miniatures game. Well, and then, yeah, and then all the animals that they have, the Atagodians or whatever. Uh, Navi. No, Navi, yeah. Something like I that. I don't know. Or maybe Atagonians. I'm not sure what Atagonians are. I don't know. You I'm, made that I'm, one up. <laughs> <laughs> That's trademark. That's trademark. That. That's yeah. gone. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all the fun colors and shapes and... Oh, yeah, terrain would be... Dope. Oh, train would be yeah, really it'd be cool. super cool. You could do some really neat stuff with it. Um, but yeah, I just know. I, I just I remember seeing like there's this big fight where like the kind of grizzled old old uh, I don't know if he's a colonel or whatever gets into a fight with a big blue guy. Yeah, the marine. Yeah, and uh, and he like reaches into his like his belt and he pulls up the knife and then the big robot does the same thing and pulls the knife like out of a mm. sheath on its like robot hip or whatever. And I was just like, oh. and then he gets some like a knife fight with him. It's super cool. Uh, I haven't watched that in a long time. Nonetheless. Uh, I think that'd be kind of a cool thing to do as as far as some sort of miniature game. Honestly, or if someone just has an STL of like one of those big robots, I wouldn't mind working on yeah. it too. I, I bet there probably is. Yeah, you'd think. You'd think. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that was my first oh, idea. That's a good one to start off with. What do you what do you got? All on? right, so we're gonna go back to the early '90s. I think on this one. Okay. Early mid '90s. Um, I was thinking uh, sliders RPG. Sliders. Now, that's not the little hamburgers that you get no. from uh, White right. Castle. So in Sliders, he basically found he had like a little like remote, if I remember right, that would basically he couldn't tell tell where to jump him, but would jump into an alternate reality of what he, where he was at. Right. He was always trying to get back to his his reality. Right. And, and then, so every time they would go into a new place, things would be different. Sometimes things would look completely the same, except something would be just off. Just slightly off. Or yeah, sometimes yeah. something had really altered. So it was right. like it was all underwater or something. Yeah. yeah or ice or something. Um, but I was thinking even if it you know wasn't a consistent world, but maybe one where the rule set allowed the DM to take the, the group and alternate their own realities mm-hmm. so that it kind of was each uh, group had kind of their own worlds and alternate realities of their own worlds and stuff kind of like playing mm-hmm. off of that and like oh you know what if pete never met you know because in the show Sam? they all were from the same reality right right 
So you're interested in this RPG of maybe picking up people from different timelines? No, no, no. no. So like, but it's it's uh, instead of being uh, you know from that, there's their reality mm-hmm. from the show. Mm-hmm. It's your own reality. So like your friend, you know, like say you're playing with Bob and Pete. Sure. Well, like Bob and Pete were friends since uh, kindergarten. Right. Well, what if Bob and Pete didn't meet? And so. Oh. So now, you know, you've so met later in life. and So it's less of playing a role. It's really more of a game of uh, changing around mm. or playing a new role as yourself, but from another reality. Possibly, yeah, yeah right. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, or you're playing your, yourself in that yeah, reality trying to get back. and Yeah, yeah no, that'd be kind of interesting. I think that with RPGs specifically, you can definitely get into some strange story stuff. I know a lot of folks are mainly into RPGs because they're like, well, you know, I want to like level up and get some gold pieces and like, you know, and fight some monsters and right. stuff. But there's also a lot of role-playing games out there that focus a lot more on the role-playing and, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff, which is also interesting. But I'm glad that there's stuff out there for both types of folks, really. Yeah. Robocop. I'm a big Robocop fan. Always have mm. been. Um, and again, miniature war game. Now you think to yourself, well, that seems like, what, is an army of Robocops versus an army of non-Robocops? Absolutely. Well, no, eh, that's cool. No. But um, <laughs> my thought process is it's a miniatures game uh, where instead of playing the normal type of miniatures game style where it's me playing against you and mm-hmm. we're having our equally sized forces and stuff like that, I would like to have it be basically either a solo or potentially co-op game Mm. where you play as RoboCop. So let's say if you're playing it solo, you're RoboCop and you're going up up against a bunch of crooks. And that's each scenario is you versus crooks. And maybe you have to do certain things. You have to save uh, uh, an innocent person or a member of this, you know, whatever. Or or preserve evidence. Sure, yeah, all kinds of different options like that. But you've got to work against these kind of like solo play Ooh. kind of AI driven sort of um, bad guys. And if you're going to play yeah. co-op, it would be maybe you and your human partner. Or maybe something like an like assault on uh, precinct 13 type scenario too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I could see even some to... sort of almost, I want to say tower defense, but it's uh, you know, a little bit, you know, and the tower defense is more of like set up in the wait for it. But right. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think that'd be cool. Cause there, like yeah. there's not really a good way to have like and two equal forces, but uh, again, like, I don't know. I'm becoming more and more interested in tabletop miniatures war games that are not just you and I fight. Right. But they are a little bit more like the solo stuff. Like we've gotten a lot of feedback on with Rain and Hell with the game that we produced, but mm-hmm. people saying, man, I really wish I could play this solo. And we're actually pr- working on a solo mm-hmm. expansion that's going to be for free that you'll be able to get uh, both solo and co-op and it'll have six um, scenarios attached to it so you can play those scenarios. And it's going to be like a story. Like it's right. going to be you play scenario one, and then you play scenario two, and you just try Ooh. to basically live all the yeah, way to the okay. end. Um, so yeah, that's that's what we're working on. But that's I think something that would be kind of cool like that too for a game like RoboCop. And then if you know if you're a big company and you want to go down that road, well then you can release expansion packs that are just more scenarios that are again maybe stories that you potentially play like again like almost like a choose your own adventure you get to right. the end of this scenario and because you did not do this and this therefore your only choices are this or this whereas if you right. had done all of these things when you'd gotten all the bad guys then you'd have maybe three or four choices or whatever you know that kind of right. stuff yeah like you didn't capture you you weren't able to get enough evidence on the mayor so the mayor is able to do this on you so. right yeah exactly so yeah, and I just like RoboCop, and I think that you know it'd be fun to just have you know your RoboCop character, and then you work on a bunch of different um, crooks and stuff like that. I mean, that's nice. if someone gets the licensing, that would be a relatively simple deal. Yeah. And again, you wouldn't need a whole bunch of different types of RoboCops. You would just need RoboCop, right? And then like you know a partner if you're going to play solo or mm-hmm. uh, co-op. I mean, and then you just need a bunch of crooks. 
So yeah, it wouldn't be crazy difficult. I mean, I think the hardest part, honestly, would be get the licensing. Yeah, maybe. Well, you could have the uh, that one robot. Your uh, Ed two hundred nine. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's true. Could you also could. have in there. That's a good point. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Uh, now him, I've seen three printed. I've seen yeah, plenty of that one nice STLs one, yeah. for that. Yeah. All right, what else you got? All right, I've got Indiana Jones board game. Nice. Kind of like an escape room style. So it's uh, a lot of puzzles. Basically trying to get out of the temple alive, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, puzzles and, uh, you know, yeah. So kind of, uh, I'm thinking kind of like uh, when you're, he's trying to get into the um, Last Crusade, mm-hmm. where he's trying, you know, he's got to, you know, Take the riddles and solve the riddles, so his head doesn't oh, get chopped right. off. Oh, right, yeah, 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 with all the holy grails and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, how he's going to cross the bridge and which yep. grail is the right grail to drink from, mm-hmm. and um, maybe swapping out the um, the um, you'd want to make idols it so that, and stuff like that. You'd want to make it so that just watching the movie doesn't give you a fair advantage. You'd right, have to have exactly. all new, yeah, all new puzzles, new, new puzzles, like but that. That, like those kind of things. Where yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. You're like, oh, because I know. Like it could be a good learning one, like because I I'm know history. A little surprised know. they haven't made an escape room based off of Indiana Jones anyway. I know, right? It's kind of weird, yeah. Um, Fireball Island. Yeah, I mean a little, a little bit, but that's I mean, I, I would game, very but... strongly think that that ball coming down the thing is kind of a bit pulled away from the original movie in like eighty oh, one yeah. or whenever eighty three. Sure whenever I'd it probably was. that was probably like what they started out and then they just didn't get the license and they're like, well, now it's not a boulder, it's a fireball. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have done that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a uh, it's uh, lava. I don't know, whatever. But and yeah, they repainted the gold idol black because now it's a volcano god. Right? Yeah, we'll just tweak a bunch of things. I mean. Th- that's done a lot. In, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've seen that in, um, oh, gosh, what the heck was it? It was, um, I think that StarCraft was originally the company that made StarCraft, uh, uh, Blizzard, right? Blizzard yep. was working, I think. I've always heard that Blizzard was working with Games Workshop. Ah. And they were, like, trying to make a game, and then somebody backed out, I think maybe Games Workshop, but I don't know that for sure. And then Blizzard's like, okay, cool. And then they're just like, well, we're just going to kind of tweak things enough so that it's, and then that's, yeah. Hmm. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, No, that'd be cool, I think. And you're thinking, like, a a board game, though. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, like, escape room type board game. And, you know, I also, like, I like Stargate. Stargate could also be... uh, you know, it's not as popular of an IP, so that you know. Oh, well, that was, a, money. that was a TV show too, wasn't it? It was the yeah, movie no, that had James Spader, right. but then it was a TV show like for a lot of seasons, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I absolutely love it. But so that's where you know, but yeah. not not quite as a family name, but probably maybe easier to get the IP. Maybe not. Yeah, know. maybe it's potential. They're both, I think. In, well, one's MGM and one's uh, Disney now, right? Or uh, I don't know what's Indiana Jones. I don't know who owns that right now. Yeah, I don't either. That's a good question because they bought Star Wars, but I don't know if that means they bought Indiana Jones. Lucas, yeah, yeah. Well, did they buy Lucas Films? Maybe they bought Lucas Films. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, either. Um, the Expanse. So I'm not like I've not watched very much Expanse. My wife watches it okay. and enjoys it, and I think maybe has read the books. Okay, but um, and there is an Expanse RPG out there, mm-hmm. but I think that. An expanse like spaceship combat game would be really interesting because okay. the spaceship fighting in that game and stuff like that is very realistic, mm. for lack of a better word. Like they've tried really hard to be like, 
this is what it would actually be like to ship, yeah, they, to they, fight ship to they, ship. In they space. seem to be trying to use Newtonian physics and a lot of yeah, other like stuff, a lot of like, Newtonian physics and a lot of like you know we're going to be shooting a lot of projectiles and not lasers and we're going to be doing right, a lot of you know, like that kind of stuff. Battlestar yeah. Galactica where they're ninety degree turns, and right? Where they're basically flying through space like they're airplanes. Yeah, well, and the same with you know Star Wars and any of those yeah. games. Yeah, exactly. But they're and you know the ones the other one that did the uh, was a big fan of that too was um, um, Babylon Five. Yeah. Like when they would be dogfighting, those ships would turn around like on their axis and then fire behind them and cool stuff like that. Right. And so I think it would be sort of hard to make work in a miniatures game. I mm. know that there have been other miniatures games out there that are spaceship combat that have tried to do that kind of pseudo-Newtonian physics. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it would be easiest probably to make it work in a video game. But right. I think that the ships are so kind of like I want to say interesting, but it's really more like a they're interesting because of how realistic they are as opposed to, right. you know what I mean? And I, I, I almost wonder if that's not a thing. Like those ships could be 3D printed, not very difficult because they're basically yeah. just a lot of blocks and modules and stuff like that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. Or yeah. Or uh, they could have a creator too that's... You oh know, yeah, could, no, that's like, true. After you you have like an online creator where you're like, oh, I need like an engine core, and you've mm-hmm. got six different ones to choose from, and then you do this and this and this, and then boom, makes you an STL, and then it always fits yeah. within their aesthetic for right. their different factions and stuff. That'd be super cool. These are free ideas, folks. You can yep. just uh, go and crank out with these what you right. will. Just uh, remember us in your will. Name uh, name your dog after us. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that would be an idea I think for a cool miniature spaceship game. Again, like not an RPG because they already got that done. So yep. that's that's that's, that's, that's what, what you get next. Okay, my next one is uh, based on the TV show Psych. Psych, which uh, is a uh, it was com- USA, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, USA, USA yeah. comedic duo um, where he. Um, was very good at observation. Um, Wanted to be the detective, but couldn't he for couldn't, some reason. He, he yeah, he couldn't because he got arrested and yeah, and then there was the issue, dad issues, and sure. all that stuff. But uh, and because they were you know, because they were trying to figure out how he was solving all these crimes, they thought he was actually a part of it. So he had to try to like spin up a good reason of why he was able to do that that they would believe, and just told him he was psychic and. So then they just started hiring him sometimes. Right. So he right, had to yeah. pretend he was psychic. But, you know, a am thinking of some kind of observation game where, you know, kind of like a Where's Waldo type you mm. know, or, or I Spy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mixed with, um, uh, what was it, Vast? No, not Vast. Um, the game with all the different artwork on the cards. And stuff. No. I can't think of it. Yep. I'm going completely blank. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, something like that where there's a you know a wide artwork and maybe some kind of team game where you you have to like identify how many you know hats are in there. You could something. see you know what you could be would be really cool is to do have a bit of an AR component to it. Mm. Whereas like you'd be able to look at these like scenes on these like sheets, and then as you look through your phone at them, maybe as things happen, you're able to then it mm. kind of points things out or adds things in them. Oh yeah. I know there was a there was a board game a while back, I don't know, a couple of years back. That was basically like a, a police investigation style game, but it was like old timey, like mm. Victorian era. And then you you had this like thing. You were basically like looking through your like you know like, like the, spectacles. What, or yeah, they're like what do they call them? Uh, prince, not prince, pince nez, I believe. It was like the little spectacles that just sat yeah. on the tip of your oh, nose, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you just kind of clamped them onto your nose. And so you look through those in your phone in the app, and then you would look at like the scene and everything and these mm. posters that came in, and then you could spot certain things or whatever. I don't remember exactly what it was called, but it was kind of cool tech 
Um, but yeah, something like that would be sort of cool too. I could see that. That's pretty neat. Um, let's see here. What do you have? Fargo. I was trying to think of like shows that I like to watch, and I got to be honest. We don't watch a lot of television, my wife and I. I mean, she likes to watch sports more than I do by a, a long shot, but that's one thing. I just, yeah, so I was like, I don't know, what kind of stuff is there? So I was thinking, oh, we do like to watch Fargo, and there's been like four seasons of that, I think. Yeah. And uh, I could see that being an RPG. And and the thing that's interesting about Fargo, for those of you who haven't watched it, which you should because it's really good, is that it's almost always something to do with crime. Mm-hmm. And there's always good folks and bad folks in in, in these, these uh, and each ep- each season is different and takes place in different times. They all take place in like kind of the upper Midwest. Right. But they all take place in different eras. Um, the most recent season that came out during the pandemic was in like the 40s or the 50s. 50s, I think. Oh, neat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, But in this situation, you could either play as potentially the crime families or you, mm. could, or you could play maybe as the... Um, the, the the law officers and that kind of stuff. Okay. Again, because it's a RPG, it's probably not particularly competitive. It's usually not the way that those things are right. played too much. So you'd want to be all on the same team. But yeah, I think there would be some kind of cool stuff that could be done there because there's the 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 shows have got all the people in the shows have got a very interesting kind of weird quirks, mm. and so you could easily put a lot of NPCs in there with a lot of weird quirks. And there's right. sometimes even a little bit of a weird, I don't want to say supernatural, but maybe just a scotch of supernatural in some of them, like. One of the seasons, there was a little bit of a thing about maybe there were aliens involved at some point, oh. you know, and then like there was kind of like a ghost in the most recent series, sort of. Interesting. Was, yeah, okay. so uh, that kind of stuff I think would be really interesting to uh, to try out. I think that'd be an interesting RPG. Right, and you could throw your GM into a wood chipper. Yeah, I guess there's that too. It's a good point. Nice. All right, so my next one is a um, game based on uh, the show Dexter. Oh right, yeah, yeah, with the, the serial killer guy. Right, so yeah, I'm yeah. thinking a cop, maybe a cop game, mm-hmm. but uh, but then have kind of the hidden assassin. Like one of you is the kind of the Dexter of the group that's trying to kill off all of you because you maybe you're all corrupt cops. But you and, wouldn't actually like you wouldn't have one person who play Dexter because uh, that would be easy he, to spot. Then you'd be like he's the he's the bad guy. <laughs> Right, yeah, right, he, right, yeah, right. He wouldn't dress up like Dexter and be like, "I'm Dexter." Well, I mean, if you were playing it, like, are you talking about like a board game, or is this more of like a one of those? Yeah, um, like a board game, kind of like a like almost like Ultimate Werewolf, but not. Oh, okay, so not so, so much board a game, right? But, but yeah, yeah, uh, I, I could, a tabletop. Sure, yeah, yeah. Or what about um, even something along the lines of? Oh no, I'm starting to like, blank. Camelot, um, Camelot. I think. Yeah, there's a Shadows Over Camelot. There's also uh, a Battlestar Galactica board game. Yes, any like kind of a traitor situation. Right. Yeah, yeah tra- we have yes. a traitor, unknown traitor. In this situation, obviously, you know, it's Dexter. So maybe Dexter. So you would have to be somebody. You know, so everyone else Dexter is, adjacent. Everyone is like corrupt cops or mm-hmm. whatever, and you know, as far as you know, he is too. But or oh, that's true. Yeah, and then but he's out trying to to kind of clean up the mess and. And kill you or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, as a board game, like I, that traitor kind of um, mechanic that you see in some board games, like you know, um, mm-hmm. Shadows Over um, Camelot or whatever it's called, and um, the Battlestar Galactica one, which I know was quite popular. The Battlestar Galactica one was interesting because you just like you might you might recognize the person you know from the show, and yeah. you might know that on the show they were a Cylon, but that doesn't mean they are here. You know what I mean? Right. The board game. I right. Think. So I mean, that's kind of cool that way. Um, but yeah, that kind of hidden traitor thing. I don't know. I've uh, what's the other game? Well, it's not so much hidden traitor at that point, but in um, uh, what is it? Um, 
the the, the betrayal of the house on the hill. Yeah. Like eventually, some, in most scenarios, somebody becomes a traitor. Mm-hmm. You didn't know it ahead of time, but neither did they. Right. You know what I mean? And then something happens and like, oh, now it turns out I'm the traitor. And then I'm right. Yeah. Or the bad guy or whatever you want to call it. So that's that's an interesting kind of uh, setup as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see here. Um, I would love to see a, and this isn't, a, I started thinking about like, well, what movies do I really like? Well, Mad Max slash mm. Road Warrior. Um, I mean, Lord knows there's been plenty of games out there that have been based off of cars driving around and doing stuff like that. I mean, that's a thing that's, we've seen it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that making it actually like based off of the, the game, or sorry, off of the movie. There's also a video game that I can think of back from like 2015 or 2016. It was a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would definitely like to see some sort of game where you've got the different cars and you're playing almost maybe along the lines of like a Car Wars style game. Mm-hmm. Or um, Games Workshop years and years and years ago made a game called Dark Future, which was also kind of a Road Warrior style game. And you were just basically going down a road tile and you'd get to the end and then you kind of flip it, you know, so that you could keep ah, okay. you know, you're all yep. heading the same direction and you would like take off the last tile at the end of the thing and put it oh, at the beginning so you were constantly yep. scrolling down the road. Um, and so that's kind of a cool concept as well. I could see something like that, but I think it could also yeah. be an RPG or maybe both. Maybe right. it's an RPG Ooh. and a miniature game. So you have the miniature game, then in between you have RPG elements where mm-hmm. you do things. Like you combat know. is settled on the road or in the Thunderdome. Sure, yeah. And then, you know, otherwise you have to go talk to the, you know, the tavern owner and then uh, go from there. Mm. I, but yeah, that's a callback to a, vid- <laughs> to a video I was making recently about RPGs. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, the most recent movie, Fury Road, was quite popular, so I could see that being something that could maybe draw some people in, and maybe the mixture of being able to do... I mean, certainly you could do either one. You could just choose to just play the RPG. You could just choose to just play the um, the miniatures game, mm. you know, but if if there was a cool way to mix them together, I think that you could see it. Like, there's not a lot of games that do that, that mix them together. I know there's been games that have attempted it in the past, but... Yeah. But it would be kind of interesting. I think I'd like to see something like that myself. So Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. All right, my final one um, is a 28-millimeter uh, miniatures game based on Red Dawn. So like a skirmish uh, game where basically you've got... Uh, like the high schoolers. Yeah, the Wolverines yeah, right, right. You know, versus you know an actual like army. Like I know like Team Yankee kind of has like the what if they went to war. Yeah, yeah. But it's really the U.S. versus... The USSR, where well, this yeah. would be more of like a the yeah, skirmish. Like, yeah, like stuff. in Team Yankee, it's basically like alternate history World War Three that happens in the eighties kind right. of thing. Whereas uh, Red Dawn, like the original movie, at least I don't remember if the I never saw the, the remake. Did you ever see the remake? I did, but did I don't it, remember it. Did well it happen enough. in the eighties or did it happen now? I, 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 it, it was so unremarkable. I don't remember. That it. is that is unfortunate. That yeah. is that's a bummer. Yeah, that's probably one of the reasons why I didn't see it. Um, but yeah, like um, Team Yankee from uh, Battlefront is very, uh, I mean, it's mostly tanks. Right. Like there's some little tiny dudes like you run around with like little, little squads yeah. of people, but it's mostly tanks. So I could see if it's a, you know, game with Wolverines versus whatever forces. Right. Maybe it, it's a co-op. I mean, who came, co-op would be fun. Do you remember in the in the new movie who was the bad guys? Was it? Was it the Chinese? Because it was Russians in the first one. I want one. to say it was like the North Koreans. Well, that seems strange. Yeah, it, it didn't make a lot of sense. I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah. it was like the North Koreans, and you're like, really? They like, where did they get all that stuff? 
Like they, took, they took over. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's fine. But yeah, uh, I guess that's something. I know there was a video game um, called Homefront or something like that that was like mm. about the North Koreans kind of doing uh, taking over America somehow. And again, I don't know how that would work, but uh, whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess it's just all trickery. They were just tricking us for the longest time uh, to making it think like it's all Dennis Rodman's fault. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think that'd be kind of cool, though. I mean, it's there are plenty of. Um, Obviously, like twenty-eight millimeter kind of skirmishy style games out there, but I think that there's something to be said for like um, the asymmetrical aspect to right. the battles. You've got like trained military mm-hmm. soldiers versus basically high school seniors. You know, right? With, with, Which with is why I think it, it might even be more fun to be as a co-op because then you you kind of feel like you're the underdogs. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're you're trying to beat you know beat the system down. Yeah. And no, I could through. see that. That would be something. Um, yeah, I think that you're going to start to see, especially in a lot of these games, I think you're going to start to see more and more games that are, well, partially because of the pandemic, you're going to see more games that are maybe co-op or at least solo. solo. Um, but also when you want to tell a story, it's way easier to tell a story when you're playing it that way versus when you're just playing, Hey, let's you and me fight. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's not so much of a story or even if you do like a, uh, you know, like a campaign, there's still just like, well, we fought six times. That was yeah. the story. I uh, eventually lost. You know what I mean? Like, right. And it's hard to really balance those where you're like, yeah, to, and still be creative. Like, oh, I've got right. this gigantic guy and thematically, well, then you have to have a gigantic guy. Exactly. Yeah. Like the whole concept. I did a video about that, about like the the kind of the um, the myth to some degree of game balance, and you can have a perfectly balanced game, pretty much, or mm-hmm. very very close to perfectly balanced game, but it's probably chess, you know, or something like that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's basically right. things are identical except that one guy gets to go first. That's basically it, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in miniatures games, with especially as you get to more and more into special abilities and other things that don't have a mathematical um, like you know uh, equal then it's very difficult to say, oh, well, this is these two forces are exactly the same. But if you play off of that and say, we're the underdogs, but we have these other resources that maybe we can use against these right. you know, mindless, faceless, uh, whatever military folks, then, you know, that, I think that's, that's cool stuff. I, I dig that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, is there anything else you can think of as far no, as games? I tried really hard movies? to come up with like a, like a collectible card game. Uh, I think the best yeah. I came up with that I threw out was The Simpsons or you know something. But eh. you know, Simpsons collectible card game would probably sell. It probably would. Yeah, so I think it would. Um, I mean, there have been plenty of collectible card games based off of. There was a, a pretty popular uh, back in the like late nineties, early two thousands. I think pretty popular mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings card game. There have well, been Star Trek, uh, Star Wars, like a lot of this from like Decipher and stuff yeah. like that. You know, those have been pretty popular. Well, when you were talking about the sports and stuff, even though it's not technically a TV show or movie, I was thinking with like the rise of the uh, like baseball cards and stuff are becoming popular and expensive yes. again. Yes, they are. Like it'd be kind of interesting to take like the sports card dynamic mm-hmm. and kind of turn that, you know, as a collectible card game. Yeah, no, that would be interesting. With sports rules and stuff. I was thinking, like, uh, you know, all the people that have, like, the, well, who was the greatest basketball team of all time? Like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Like, fantasy football type thing. Be able to, like, build your own team and stuff like that. Build your own team with those points. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, I could see that. Especially, yeah, like, your dream team kind of thing. Like, there's there's your name right there. Just call it Dream Team. And then have, like, a a basketball version and a baseball version and a football version or whatever. You can just print money. Right. You get this for free. You just have to name your, um, your second and third kids after us. 
Right. It's not yeah. the fourth one, though. No. Nobody likes the fourth well, one. Well, that's not true. What if you are the fourth person? Oh, yeah. The, well, except for you. That, that, you. You're, you're, the, you're the fourth. You, not me. You're the you, example. You, listener, who is the fourth kid. You're, yeah, the, you, you, are, you are well-loved. The exception. Yes, absolutely. I don't know what we're talking about here. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, if you, and by you, I mean the listener, have any kind of ideas for... Um, you know, some you'd like to see some sort of movie or TV show turned into a game. I know that our list was completely exhaustive and is basically there. There aren't any other movies. There's or TV no shows. more. Like yeah, right no. now, there's a bunch of ga- game designers that are like throwing their pencils up in the air. Going, like, well, well, there's my idea. Dang that it. was the last one. Yep, yep. But in case there was one we missed, you could certainly uh, mention it in the comments below on YouTube, or you could shoot us an email if you wanted to. That'd be fine too. Uh, and, um, and that'd be great. And, uh, yeah. So I think that for quite some time, there was a stigma, I think, to licensed games, but I think that it started to go away. Like I said Mm -hmm. earlier with the games, like Mm -hmm. the Star Wars stuff, like that's been selling very well and some of those other things. But, uh, I still think that there could be some cool stuff that could be done with some of Mm -hmm. these things and the benefit to licensing very frequently. The reason companies do it so frequently is because, as soon as you say, oh, hey, this is a game that does this and this and this, people are like, oh, okay, cool. But you go, hey, this is a Harry Potter game that does this, this, and this. Now you've immediately gotten the attention of Harry Potter fans. Like, right. that's the reason you do this right. stuff. Um, but that doesn't necessarily make it bad. Sometimes it's also cool because if you're a fan of that stuff, you get to think about it a lot while you're playing mm-hmm. and have a fun time with that kind of in your head and everything. Um, and maybe the game's good, too. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you again for listening to this episode of the Game 4 Podcast. If you've got questions or comments and you're watching on YouTube, please leave a comment below. If you're listening via your favorite podcast player or just aren't into the whole YouTube comment section thing, then you can feel free to reach out to us via email at podcast at imgame4.com. You can also keep up to date with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out our website at www.imgame4.com. That is www.iamgameforcom Thanks. Thanks.